jazz age living. Old fashioned sipping, pizzazz ain't missing. Got the fat cats kissing the top. Bring the old age back. Welcome, 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 welcome to episode 25 of the Sunday Punch podcast. Um, a little, uh, a little remix, a little audible, if you will. We uh, were supposed to have our friend, our good friend Kate, come on the cast, and uh, you know, didn't feel comfortable doing it, which is totally understandable with our content. Um, but you know, her loss is our gain because we have our good friend Bosker in the building, and uh, you know, like a guy in an NBA game on the bench just waiting for his opportunity. I called him up uh saturday no friday yesterday and uh said you know kate dropped out would you be in and immediate text back i'm in so tore off the button fly away pants yeah, the yeah but i didn't catch a story of you know why kate dropped out and now i'm starting to second guess because i'm like yeah you didn't I check your contract yeah and so now i have to like <laughs> Look through my contract, but by that point, Adam already locked the door behind me, and the tearaways were off. So. Well, to be honest, we could, and we have this capability. We could put like some sort of just like edited Shutterstock, like you know, mystical creature in your chair, and, and no one would understand. Yeah, I mean, up. the mystical creature's name would be Bosker because I've already said that. But you'd look like Spyro the Dragon. Yeah, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> Let's make that happen. Okay, uh, Kate. I'll, by the uh, way, we could have done that for you too. Yeah. I'll, well, I'm gonna get Kate on eventually. I'll talk. I'll talk to Brian about the Spyro the Dragon. It'll just thing. be Adam walking around with a series of like undercover mics, like asking <laughs> really personal questions, getting really close to her. Well, we've said we said it would be super funny if just like we set up here or in my apartment, just like cameras around, and like at the end of the night after we've talked, after we've done a book club, we're just like, all right, well that was episode. You just like look up to like a lamp. That was episode 26. So you should it. make this like a thing in your entire life you'd just be talking to someone ra like randomly yeah. and then you'd be like by the way you're on hidden camera it's right there it's right there it's right there <laughs> yeah it could get creepy it could get creepy <laughs> the, the, the key would be to have that person over first like sit down pour a drink and be like by the way can you sign this birthday card for my friend and it's like actually like some kind of affidavit or release yeah. that you slide in the back it's a really complicated birthday card okay but did want to get the introduction i'm going to leave that to you bosker um kind of how you met me obviously this is only like the second time even though we have mutual friends you've met sean but i can't even remember how we met yeah i was thinking about this actually on the drive over um so i know i met you in chicago so we met through chris yeah chris and i went to med school together yeah we matched here he did his intern year here i did my intern year out in columbus ohio and had a way better time uh <laughs> then i i remember coming up here though and i was looking for an apartment and I was like randomly running around and I saw Chris and I know for a fact he was with one other guy that he was going to live with. And it was Sawyer. And I remember because I saw this like really bubbly guy like shake his hand out and he was like, Sawyer Nays, really good to meet you. So and I wait, was like, when did you come here just really to excited. get the timeline right? So you came a year after Chris had moved. I came out a year after Chris had moved. Okay, but that it. same year, like I think it was like April or May, I came up to look for apartments. And I wonder at that time if you were with Chris when you guys were looking at apartments. See, if so that was definitely the first time we met. If okay. not, it was one time I picked Chris's place or something. I wasn't. Um, maybe you guys look at like that. Uh, we did go out like the one all next three to my building. That like little one. Damn. We went to look at one that was in the old Playboy building in Chicago. There's um, some neat spots in there. There are some neat spots, although it was like a sort of like, uh, you know, Alice in Wonderland situation in that apartment. It was like one giant bedroom, then the bathtub you need like a pole vault to get into. 
And then uh, mirrors everywhere. Mirrors everywhere. This and was then, Hugh's fourth guest room. <laughs> yeah. And so then the other one was like small, really small, like smaller than mine that we actually, when we did sign. And oh, that yeah. was supposed to be Sawyer's room, right? Yeah. He fucking hated it. <laughs> then mine was like, seriously, just Love like you, a Sawyer. nook, like, mm-hmm. like that, like, uh, Doby from like Harry Potter would live in. And mm-hmm. I I was in. Doby. <laughs> I was in. I said, I'm ready to sign. I mean, the deal was so good that I was like gonna be paying like nine hundred bucks a month. We just have like a, a single swinging light bulb at the very yeah. top, like <laughs> yeah. underneath the view. I mean incandescent, kind of <laughs> shimmering in and out. In 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 their credit. So we then we went, we looked at the place that we did sign, mm-hmm. which was beautiful, one of the best. And we went back. I convinced them to go back. I'm such an idiot. I'm like, guys, are you you sure? Like, I just thought like, oh, I could save $400 a month. But I wasn't thinking that, okay, well, you're saving $400 a month, but there's no way you can bring any girls back (laughs) here. (laughs) Hey, get in my closet. (laughs) Um, I went back. I tried to convince them. We had a vote. They voted for the place that we did end up in. I still (laughs) voted for the Nook. I still voted for the Nook. And uh, I'm so glad, thank you, Chris and Sawyer, that we did not sign there because I would have hated, not only would I have hated it, Sawyer would have absolutely despised it. And actually when we were in the Playboy Mansion, we were in Sawyer's room, all three of us, looking around and uh, Chris was like, so you think you could live in this? And Sawyer just like finally like realizes, cause he was in the first time, but on the second time he realized he was like, I'm not going to lie. This would irk me. What I'm extracting from the story is thank God Bosker saw Chris and Sawyer that day. Yes. And followed those opinions for looking at places rather than, rather Chris than and Adam. Like, yeah. there's this great cubby I could show you. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I would have been like, dude, under the bridge, you just that's like un, unseen real estate that you don't even know about. There's tents down there, dude. <laughs> you ever like camping? It's the bridge people. Yeah. Okay, so maybe that's when we met, but if if not, then we probably met at just some random party. Yeah, probably when we moved up here, I'm sure we went to a a bar. We used to frequent I didn't know that you time. moved a year after. So that you moved like pretty much the same time when I moved here February. Yeah. So just so a few I moved months in, after. Yeah. In July, like uh, end of June. I finished my intern year. I had like two or three days off and mm-hmm. picked up and just moved here. And where did you come from? So Pittsburgh originally. Yeah. Uh, went to med school with Chris in Toledo, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And then I did my intern year in Columbus, Ohio. And then from there out here. So Toledo. I want to talk about Toledo. Let's talk about Toledo. I, hey, some people do call it the Paris of Ohio. I just want to throw that out there. I've never heard that. No, I made that up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bro, there's absolutely no way. Um, okay, so just a little sidetrack on Toledo. So me and Chris would go to Cleveland periodically. That's where his girlfriend was living at the well, God, wife, make a stop fiance now. Um, but yeah, we would go to Cleveland on like just like Weekend trips yeah. when something was going on, like a taco bar crawl or something fun. And uh, we were on the bus. We would take the mega bus there. Why the whole I mean, way? The funny thing about Chris, he would still take the mega bus. He'd be making 400 grand a year and he'd be like, five bucks to get to Cleveland? <laughs> yeah, I yelled at him about this. When I found out how much his contract was for and like him and Nicole, they're moving to Ohio. 
you know, low cost of living. They're going to do very well and have a great life. And I yelled at him the second I found out because I said, I swear to God, if I find a PBR anywhere in that house, I'm like, oh, yeah. He's like, oh, he, and, and his response would be, it's a good beer. It's a great deal. And you can bite the top off it easily. So we were riding to Cleveland on the mega bus and uh, we were passing through this town. And I was like looking out the window and I remember I was getting like really depressed because I, I look at Chris, I'm like, damn, dude, like some people live here, <laughs> like seriously, like live here and this is their life and everything else. Like, can you imagine? And he was like, oh, I lived here. This is Toledo. <laughs> dude, it looked like the town from House of Wax. There was like cardboard cutouts in the window just to like uh, make it appear like people live there. <laughs> and I was like, you live here? Now, thinking back on our UF days. Right, these are like college days. If I lived in Toledo, I guess you didn't know any different. Did Although, it? no, you would. Oh, no. didn't you go to Ohio State to like party? So you knew very different. You knew when you were there that this place was sucking your soul out from med school. But additionally, there were some people that went to med school like in New York and had like an amazing life. Um, look, I'll say this. Toledo won the greatest city. I did drive by a cornfield every day yeah. to go there. Kind of like it, in Paris. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? You know the cornfields in Paris. Um, the downtown, you'll still hear people say it's like up and coming. That means we have two bars. Okay, <laughs> It's up and coming. It's up and coming. All like, the investors Chris will have this argument with Toledo. me. And he'll be like, you don't understand. It's like change. Like there are new bars. I'm like, dude, there's a third bar. Dude, the first one you were talking Ruby about Tuesdays shut down. <laughs> I remember they came out with this one bar and it was supposed to be like their nightclub bar, right? So they have a downtown area with like a minor league baseball team. And around there, there are like three bars, okay? And that's where everyone kind of congregates. Um, if you try to go to a bar outside of that, it's next to a Walmart. And then the other bar is next to another Walmart. So you had to like Walmart hop. <laughs> um, so you go down here and I remember it was like their clubby bar. And it was a mixture of some people that would come in like in effectively like a three-piece suit. And then Chris would come really? in in like a V-neck, like an undershirt. And I'm, that was I'm, like the to mixture. To be honest, people. I'm more surprised about the three piece suit. But it was like a button down, a really nice button yeah. on a little jacket and stuff like that. And then Chris would be like also next to him in like in a beat up v neck. But I remember he got turned away one time because he put on a, a, I think it was a, like his high an school Indian hoodie jersey or it was a Cavs jersey or something. And they were like, no, 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 this is our limit. No sports clothes. Really? And we're like, a dude has a torn v neck on. Like it's yeah. a, clearly a Hanes undershirt. And you just let him in. And he can't come but in because he's got a Cleveland Indians. Yeah, they jersey. wanted to like they had like a reputation to uphold. <laughs> <laughs> the Toledo reputation to it, uphold. I, I remember in in college too, like the bars at like Midtown. Even sometimes would be like, oh no, those uh those are boat shoes. We can't let you in with those. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? I remember more of like because I I'm a, really I'm a big yeah. hat guy, and I would like to wear hats out. And yeah. they like at a certain point, no like from 6 p.m. on, like you'd go out wearing a hat to like the bars and then you'd be like, all right, well, I'm still going to stay out, but now I got hat hair. So I'm just going to leave the hat. Try and go in. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. No hats. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I can literally see a girl in there twerking and pouring tequila on herself. <laughs> yep. And I, I'm going to bring the, the thing down with my hat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bring out down your reputation. Is someone going to go on Yelp and be like, you know, I was enjoying the go-go dancers yeah. with the tequila being poured on their head. But when this guy walked in with a Gators backwards hat, I mean, come on. So I feel like at 7 p.m. every night they open the bar and they have like an expectation of what this place is going to be. And they're like, oh, it's going to be like this classy establishment. Uh, like with people. Yeah, like we're going to have, have this, like 
And then like by like 11, they're like, well, fuck it. We're committed. We already said no hats. So sorry. But yeah, I mean, go to Tequila Girl. That, that's actually a good point. Maybe like, yeah, by that point, they're just committed to their stance. They like they it. had these grand ideas. And, yeah. and you know, they, they, have, they have like a monthly meeting with the bouncers. Like, all right, guys, we can't let in your buddies with like the frat hats anymore. We got to draw the line somewhere. And then you walk up and it's sitting in a gator hat. And they're like, this is this is what I was told. <laughs> that the this is meeting. what the meeting this was about. You're the guy. <laughs> this is my concern. This is what the memo was. <laughs> Yeah. Unless um, you know the bartender, in which case, yeah, exactly. yeah, right. Right. In which case you can exactly. become an absolute drunken fool. <laughs> yep, uh, yep. They tried to do that in Gainesville. They tried to do that with the wine bar where I worked. Mm. There, it was like this grand plan that Gainesville was going to turn into like a wine scene. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's going to work it's gonna, because all of these people are super rich, right? And so they're used to going to like Amalfi and like, you know, I took a, I took a trip to a these. <laughs> And they're like, this could work in Gainesville while they're like high and drunk. And then they're like, we have so much money. Let's just do it. Right. Because that's what everyone's like kind of goal is. Like in college, remember, you'd be with your buddies like, God, if I could just open a bar, (laughs) my life would be complete. Now these people have grown up, any of the successful people. And those are the same people that are like, God, I wish I could have opened a bar and then just do it with no like plan. Yeah. It all kind of clicks. Well, we do have the money now. (laughs) And I know alcohol. Yeah, we like wine. (laughs) When we like wine. I downloaded an app that tells me what wines are good. So I'm ready to have like... The problem is oh, then you got up. guys like me working there, right? And like someone's like, hey, what's your favorite old world wine? I'm like, dude, I just came from a party. I don't know what you're talking about. Just, and take your hat off. And then once you take your hat off, we're trying to class up Gainesville. Yeah, so I think that might be it. Like you go in with a grand plan yep. in Toledo yep. next to a Walmart. Yep. It's an up-and-coming town. You think I'm joking about the Walmart? There was actually... It was, Why do they uh, need two Walmarts? Isn't it like... No, no. These Walmarts are like seven miles apart. And yeah. Toledo had no shortage of Walmarts. Yeah. Um, but you would have to go to one Walmart bar. And then if you <laughs> Walmart to, bar. Yeah, yeah. No, it was like a karaoke bar. I remember it vividly. Next to a Walmart. Mm-hmm. And then if you wanted to go bar hopping, that like almost didn't exist. And you'd have to go So there. was that the play every weekend in Toledo? Like what was social life like there? Um, yeah. So... Guy, by the way, just uh, this will be way too late once I post. Yep. Amber Alert, uh, apparently a black Kia, North Carolina plate. Amber means they stole a child. Correct? H as yeah. in hotel, K okay. as in kilo. No, it's right off the plate. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Hotel, kilo, bravo. Okay, well, don't say it like that. We have a bunch of 16 year olds, dude. <laughs> HKB6993. HKB6993. There you go. Kilo, <laughs> Bilo, Kilo. How come I'm still getting these and you guys aren't? Uh, they realize we won't look. <laughs> <laughs> these guys are not upstanding citizens who yeah. would contribute. Yeah. We already have the that. FBI watching us, Foster. <laughs> so, but was that the play? Like, I want to know that, like, or then there was a weekend you'd go to Ohio State and how far was that Yeah, away? so the play was every weekend you would go, like, to a different thing if you had a weekend off. So, okay. let me preface this, like, Toledo, yeah, at least for those coming from out of state, wasn't the greatest place. But your friends you made there all had the similar mentality. We're like, damn, this place sucks. But this we're place is it. jail. But we're going to do it. Education was good. Place sucked. So what you would do is you would all band together. So me and my roommates would uh, go to Ann Arbor if we had a free weekend, which yeah. is like 45 minutes away. Mm-hmm. Like, we would play basketball and then drive up to Detroit 
to the Brazilian barbecue and then drive back. Really? Yeah. It's How like long? 45 minutes. Oh, that's not too No, That's, that's like going over to like St. Augustine. That's like yeah. going to Miami. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> oh, from your home. <laughs> not, not from, from where I used to live. From where I used to live. And, not uh, from Gainesville. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's only a seven hour drive. Yeah, I was like, in a, in a test run. <laughs> hey, dude. Some nights in Miami, I would drive seven hours. Oh, not another. Okay, go ahead. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, we would go, we go to Columbus, we go to yeah. Detroit, Ann Arbor. We went to like DC once, New York once. We would just, like, any weekend you had off. What was your favorite to? place? Was it Ohio State? So at first, I loved Columbus, or sorry, uh, Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was gorgeous. It's like the epitome of a college town, right? And did like, you ever so, consider just going there for med school? Yeah. Oh, ah, yeah. If I could get it in, I didn't get in. Oh, so it was, just, it was like it was that. Yeah, I got into like a handful of places, and so you pick one. I got into uh, and, uh, Toledo, and the nice thing was like I had been there for a little time, mm-hmm. so they gave me in-state tuition. So monetarily, like it made yeah. complete sense. Um, and then yeah, we just travel a bunch. Um, oh, so I loved Ann Arbor. For Bit, and that place was great and then i did my intern year in columbus and mm-hmm. you get down there and you're like this place is amazing yeah like it's a real city it's not mm-hmm. just a college town it's yeah. a whole city outside of it now bosker you know pre kind of production here we were talking about how you briefly went to film school so where where <laughs> where in the timeline no, I think here i say that and it's not really that true so here's what i did um i liked movies growing up like i was obsessed with them my dad we made a whole production out of the whole movie thing so when i went to college i was pre-med but i really like hated you know, the pre-med class and stuff. Mm-hmm. So Pittsburgh had its own film school. So outside of like Pitt, I would go take classes there. Oh, and nice. Like a certificate through that and we shoot movies. But then they would get into like, and I'm like not disparaging them all. These guys are probably doing great stuff, but there mm-hmm. was, it's a small film school in Pittsburgh. So it's a little like hipster. I remember like being in class one day and one of the films was just like every bridge in Pittsburgh for a series <laughs> like three seconds. Thin at the end. Yeah, exactly. And it like faded to black. Yeah. And I was like, you just didn't get it, man. Yeah. I was like, hey, so how do we make Back to the Future? (laughs) (laughs) Well, how do you do the special effects? How do you do the story? And nobody wanted to talk to me. Now, Um, did you get to advance at all in that? Or was it just a couple of classes? So I made a couple, uh, made a couple short films, which no one will ever see the light of day. They were like on Super 8 and stuff like that. I think I have some. You you let me borrow your camera. Yeah. And uh, I think I have some. (laughs) God. Um, And then I, did a study abroad in London, which is supposed to be for like finance people. So they yeah. all got these like crazy, awesome finance jobs. And like I had no interest in finance. So I was like, hey, hook me up with some film thing. So they, uh, I snuck my way into basically like a production company that was working for the BBC. Yeah. And uh, I was yeah. thought I was making this like really cool documentary or some television show. What I was making was a reality show over mm-hmm. there called World's Strictest Parents. <laughs> <laughs> and so my what? job was to not, go not out. not win an Emmy. Yeah. I had to go out recruit bratty kids mm. and then we'd film them in their house before we shipped them off to like india with like a really strict family how <laughs> did you recruit bratty kids so you would go up to like north london like it would be like i don't even think it's london anymore it's you know you would leave london it was like a two-hour trip up mm-hmm. we'd take like an hour on the train then an hour by car and we would go out to these like shitty like malls these outdoor malls and me and one of the other production assistants would go and like hand out flyers and these kids like eat it up yeah and so they pick it up and then you call and then that was like one phase of it. And then the yeah. production side was like, we already had the kid and, you know, like <laughs> we went to his house and he's got like four siblings. Like he's just run, he's run amok. He's mm-hmm. doing what everyone's he's like smoking. He's like 15 smoking a cigarette next yeah. to his dad on camera. That? Who does and that just kind talking of thing? About like, you know, 
You know, kids these days, they, they just don't get it. They just don't get it. They don't get it, man. And uh, yeah, and then we would like, Meanwhile, I think that I just was going to India that year. And so we would like do this whole scene where he went to the airport and stuff like that. So I didn't get to see him in India. I saw no the footage reaction. though. And he was like, he went to like a strict household in like the South India. And it was shocking. It was fun. Who was, did you have like a worst kid, you know, like the overall worst kid? Like, oh my God, this might be like the omen kid. So I remember going to, one, I remember going to like one kid's house, nothing like that. But I remember like, <laughs> no, kids nothing like that. Nothing like that. Nothing like the, the literal omen. spawn of Satan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's something close. No, it was, it was kind of jarring. It was like, we were at this kid's house and the dad, like the kid's throwing a party and we're there, we're like filming. The dad is kind of buzzed with the kids. These kids are 16. The daughter, That's the girl going on the camera, is like, fine. Comes, everyone gets like a little rowdy and a little more drunk. And the eight-year-old kid comes up and she's like, I just realized that I'm the only sober person in this house. To <laughs> like, you? Yeah. And we had it on camera. And I was like, oh, shit, this got real. Wow. It, got, it was weird. So the 16-year-olds were also buzzing. Yeah, they were just like really fucked up. But the eight-year-old kid was just like sober. Yeah. Uh, well, well you're, what's the drinking age over there? Yeah, I think it's like 18. It is. 17 or 18. Yeah, because yeah, when I was in Italy, like, I, I yeah. literally saw a 10-year-old drunk on the street. Oof. <laughs> like, no, seriously, he was like, whoa, like, he was he was drunk, dude. Maybe he was 12. Ten's <laughs> a little young. <laughs> Even in my standards. <laughs> which which the bar drops pretty low. How did, how did this whole production thing end? Was this aired? Was this a, a big hit? Oh, it was like they used to do the uh, BBC used to do a bunch of these like reality shows. They eventually get picked up like the spawn of it gets picked up on the <laughs> U.S. side. It made it on. I found it. Googled it. It was like country music television did a version of this show. <laughs> hey, CMT has got some good shows. Yeah, man. Content. Killed it. Yeah. yeah. Um, they had Gainesville. I think it was Georgia, though. And then, yeah, like I came back to the States and I went back to class. So at no yeah. point did you think, <laughs> OK, this is definitely what I want to do. Well, then I killed my soul. It was a little bit like, oh, cool. Like I'm going to end up like filming shitty reality shows if I go into this path and like sure. that's it. So my goal was, you know, do something but what, else. Okay. But what if you could have made it yeah. to like How a did, not 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 like departed, not not departed style. Yeah. Right. That's like the pinnacle. Yeah, that's like the yeah. That's the pinnacle. But what if you could have just been like, all right, I'm part of the crew of Big Brother or The Amazing Race. Like those are popular or The yeah. Bachelor. So this is the decision I made like early on was like, would I be happy and like content doing something like that you know that's still making it big you're still doing stuff you're working your field and i realized the only time i'd be happy is if i like made a movie that i wanted to make or did whatever yeah I wanted to do. okay and so that was the guts thing it's like hey you're gonna drop everything and do this right or are you gonna like kind of half-ass it and like you know try to get another career going on so you know the story i tell people is like i went and like volunteered and i was really like happy with that and i figured you know what screw it if i have to like do my stuff i'd rather like help people and do that mm. okay uh, you came to the crossroads came to the crossroads now you chose the path more traveled yes but yes i think that makes sense like everyone <laughs> likes to say oh you should like do this crazy thing but it's like you know sometimes what, though, it's not worth it i'm like you know? looking back and it's like it's hard to ask an 18 year old kid to be like yeah hey, like figure this out should now do you think that high school maybe should be longer I think we shouldn't put kids in debt. Should, should at like there be like an in between before oh, eighteen I and twenty one? Everyone should take time off after college if you have the ability to, and you have the ability to like get a job 
and like an internship or something enough to like pay for it, keep insurance and all of that stuff. Like everyone should take time after college. Mm-hmm. The more and more, like as society goes on, I don't know how much more I believe in college anymore. Is there any negatives to doing that as far as admission? Or is it more attractive for a college to be like, oh, this person has some life experience? Well, I think this is where you get into, I think it's more attractive. And I think this is what people talk about, like the classist ability of getting into these like higher priced colleges. It's like the kid who's able to take two years off and like gallivant around or intern at HBO is getting, you know, monetary support from their family. Yeah. Um, the kid who goes into college straight on a scholarship and needs like the insurance and stuff like that isn't able to. And that's the detriment. I mean, like if we could have every kid paid, take time off and like figure shit out before making them sign on debt and stuff like that. Now, what are your thoughts on, okay. So just to that point, uh, what if someone's like a, or a girl is like a Instagram influencer, a YouTuber, right? Yeah. Should those people just commit to that and just say, you know what, college, I get it already. I get marketing. Yeah, you I, know and what? that's what I'm interested in, and I don't need to do anything. You asked me like two years ago, and I would have been like, that's not a job. I would have been like, you know, every parent out there and been like, you need an education. The more and more I'm learning about this stuff, the more and more I'm doing it. Like, these kids are making not only a living, they're doing very well financially. Uh, I think there's something to it. I think it's something our generation doesn't necessarily understand. Maybe, like, the generation above definitely doesn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know the longevity of it. So, from a safety perspective, you might be doing well for, like, two years. What happens after that? I can't sure. get to it. Sure. But, but I then think couldn't you use your money and then be like, all right, well, now I am going back to college. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it's worth exploring. I don't think it hurts. Um, I don't like the idea what of kids What would you tell your future daughter? I don't want my kids to be – I told my girlfriend. Uh, I don't want my kids to be pressured into going to college and stuff like that. They go to college, great. You want to major in anything, fine. I just want you to be the best at what you do. What was her? What was her thought? On oh that? no, she wants them. She's yeah. <laughs> they're going to Ivy League. Yeah, but I was like, if they don't go to college and they have direction, God don't focus it. on, don't force on them. Now you put them into like a vice of debt and mm-hmm. stuff, and I want to give them freedom to do whatever they need to do. I like the idea of taking, like you said, those two years or so after high school, or or after college rather, and either side of it. And doing something that you don't think you're going to do long term. Like if if you're convinced you're going to be a physician, spend two years doing something in the arts, spend two years doing something in particle physics. I don't care. Go like sweep the floors at CERN in Europe and just pick up something totally different. And to your point, I think that when when I was growing up, it was very much like stay on the course. There's a path to walk and like blinders on, just get it done. And by no fault of anybody's upbringing or parenting like that's just kind of what you were you were taught and told and i find the people who had the opportunity to do something different for a couple years just have so much more enrichment in their life and get a chance to like so we're speaking kind of as i hear it and i say it out loud it already sounds spoiled i mean we are in blessed careers we get to help people for a living we get to go to work every day and give that back and we'll be financially stable right true so that is blessed from the generation before that didn't necessarily have that given or anything like that that's the difference and that's what they hoped for was that you would never have to worry about putting food on the table. You never have to worry about like helping out your family and stuff like that. I think now, like hindsight's twenty twenty, but for the next generation looking forward, it's something more we can offer. It's hey, we know that you're never going to be struggling for this, and you know we can help with some things like this. But I want you to now explore how you can give back to society in a different way. What kind of impact you can make on society, as opposed to like doing one person, one person. Maybe you can change stuff and be bigger. I, I like that point a lot because you're right. The 
the opportunity that is kind of pre-built from the previous generation or luck, um, success and privilege are different, but right. certainly, you know, privilege is a part of it. What do we have to do for the generation now to make sure more people have that opportunity? Is it universal college tuition? Is it... So this is getting into like my political stuff. And I don't know. This is about pop culture. That's what we do. I just want to, you know, only 30 minutes in preface this. This is going to be a sports light episode. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be a sports L-I-T-E Miller Light episode. So, uh, you know, if you haven't figured that out by now. Yeah, I'm slowly uh, turning this into like a NPR. No, I love it. And that's why I changed Sunday Punch to do sports, pop culture, politics. And when I post this on Instagram, I'll say, FYI, sports light. <laughs> sports light. <laughs> Go on, sorry. So, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, my view is, like, education 100% should be free for everybody. And we should do our best to make it the best that everyone can have. We're lucky enough now where access to information is, you know, ubiquitous. You go on, MIT's got open courseware, right. which is you can look at any class, take anything from any professor. Google recently came out and said, hey, we're going to come out with our own free online education and you don't necessarily have to go to college. You just have to do our coursework and then take a test. And once you pass all of this coursework, we will then consider you to hire and getting into these different infrastructures. You go into Google, you can do anything from there that Google's not like a search engine website. It's, yeah. it's like Amazon. They have a foot in everything. And it's just getting a kid that opportunity to have free education, no debts, nothing. You don't like this right now. Great transition out to something else. For those motivated kids, the ones that are willing to push forward, mm-hmm. that's going to be the, that's what I hope for. I think that's it. I think the, the decentralization of the education is is key and it's going to be more and more pervasive and available, as you said. I think what we have to do is start convincing companies that are hiring people that a BS, a BA, right. an MBA, I mean, there, there are some limits to this, right? Like I wouldn't want someone who hasn't done an MD program to be prescribing medications before Agreed. surgery. But for something like the bachelor level, if you can show some level of efficient or um, capability on some standardized test through a trusted institution that isn't charging you a hundred grand to get through their four-year program and businesses start honoring that, that's yeah. going to be the the real place where I think this just the floodgates open. I think Silicon Valley really made this you know apparent where you have kids that are coming out of college that are really good at programming and right. they're like 18 years old and they're getting jobs for like $200,000. Then you get someone who came out with an MBA who's got very minimal experience and they're struggling to get work at one of those mm-hmm. things. They value the, you know, the experience that comes with actually doing something and being hands-on and then being creative in that field. And, you know, looking out as an outsider of all of this, I admire it because we are locked into this traditional roles of, uh, you know, undergrad, graduate school, residency, and fellowship, and then practice. And uh, I, I look at this other field and I say, hey, the opportunities are endless here. So I look, I'm excited for the next generation of kids. Devil's advocate <laughs> to all of this. Because <laughs> I have to be. Um, so I'm reading 48 Laws of Power, almost finished. My... How to phrase this? My uh, response to that from the contrarian's point of view would be, you want education to be free for everyone because in your mind, if everyone's educated, the world's better. Correct? I agree with that sentiment. (laughs) In 48 Laws of Power, uh, they would say, you don't want everyone to be educated because you need a lower class. You need the people 
to control. And without control, there's revolution. When was the 48 Laws of Power written? Let me dissect this down. I th- let's look it up. I, but I think it's it was like, like 2010, 2012. Yeah, I think it's like 2010, okay. 2012. So but, inv- but all yeah. of the examples, just before you start, yeah. are from history, like from everything, every part of history. Right. And, and the Roman Empire collapsing and everything else like that. So it's not really about like recent. It's like, let's study what ha- what went wrong in all right. these other societies. And so I see your devil advocate point. I staunchly disagree. But this is why I think things will be different looking forward. Okay. Now you have thousands of your history to you know contradict what I'm saying. But what I'm arguing is that, first of all, having an educated society in general elevates the lowest bar. If you educate everyone, there's still stratifications to education, but as a result, if everyone at least gets educated to, we'll call it the baseline, you elevate the entire baseline. Your society as a whole just improves. So that's like my first thing. Mm -hmm. The second thing, that lower thing that you're talking about, the manual labor, stuff like that, those people are educated. We now are in a place where it never happened before, where we have an opportunity for automation, for you know, machine learning for what we're calling now artificial intelligence, which is effectively just machine learning. Mm -hmm. And that is being utilized more and more in these new companies for that same role. So it is a hard transition period for the people of past that to reacclimate to a new job. And I'm not speaking to that, but if in a hypothetical world, if we were able to educate the whole system to another level, we could automate those other uh, jobs and then, bring everyone else up to a different level of working. So the manual labor job might not exist anymore, but the person overseeing it, figuring out how best to automate that might be what that used to entail. And now the other people that are doing other things can elevate their lifestyle as well. And my... And once we're on Mars, all this won't matter. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I guess my point to that was would be you're thinking about it from a labor perspective. I'm talking about it from a uh, basic education, like um, being able to think through things like intelligently and then be like, wait a second, you're lying or whatever. I think that people want a lower class so that they can tell them what's true. Not for the labor portion, just to control minds. Like as society gets more and more educated, your necessity to, and this is the most idealistic statement I'm going to make. <laughs> I'm talking like Star Trek level idealistic. Um, your necessity to empower those less than you dim, like pulls back and it ends up becoming your necessity to push society forward. Yeah. You know, instead of saying, hey, I got to be better than this person here to control them, I'd say, hey, I'm going to reinvest all my time and energy into getting us out of this planet, preventing the next collapse, preventing the next pandemic, et cetera, et cetera. So, so you, I mean, you're all in on we got to get off this planet. No, I was just saying that is the most lofty goal. Oh, uh, okay. I'm comfortable here. I'm comfortable here. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think it depends what you, I think it depends what kind of reward system you map onto this framework. So if you take something like universal education that's free, right. the question is, you know, who gets to decide what that content, what that library is? Right. And then how do you map a reward system onto it? If you map some type of socialism 
angle on to that where like universal basic income is applied and everyone, you know, from everyone what they can give and to everybody according to their needs, that's fine. But if you map a capitalism framework onto that, which inherently rewards the differences in talent and education, right. that that's going to be a bit of a, a, a those just aren't going to map well onto one another. Well, the interesting thing is, though, you mentioned that capitalism thing. So take away socialism, capitalism for a second and just start with the idea of educating everyone. But we just spoke about how Google now is the one pushing out this free education system with the expectation that they'll hire you onto that. That's capitalism. That's a for-profit company generating free thing to only better future employees. Yeah, only to better themselves. Yeah. Right? And the byproduct of that is you are now bypassing these for-profit, non-for-profit colleges who charge a set rate that is exponentially increased in the face of, you know, uh, minimum wage not increasing. So by pulling people out of that, saying, hey, you don't have to worry about that, but you can get a job with us, it only benefits Google. And in my mind, it benefits the employee as well. I, well, I, I, I employee, like that idea a lot. The employee would say Google's generating slaves, not employees. You define your definition of slavery then. Anyone who has a nine to five job that's stuck with his five to things gonna call themselves a slave. Well, the the thing with Google is you can stay there nonstop. So it's not nine to five. It would be twenty four hours a day. Yeah. They feed you, they clothe you, they yeah. pay you money mm-hmm. for your work. They yeah. say you don't have to be here if you don't want to. Yeah. You get a paycheck if you do X amount of work. Um and then once you show experience, you're not tied to that company anymore. Um, you can make a longitudinal thing. And once more and more companies start adopting the idea that, hey, you do this Google seminar, et cetera, et cetera. And that's at least as good enough as a bachelor's. I think, I, think sure. the, I think the next thing we'll see, because it'll have to iterate, the next thing we'll see is some university program, probably something like what University of Phoenix say, we're going to adopt what the Google education platform yeah. as a cost savings you know, opportunity to educate people first. So it'll probably be housed initially in some kind of partnership with the university. And then hopefully spun off from so there. The University of Phoenix actually just came under fire for this for-profit thing, and there was a little settlement. I think it's one point five billion for people that went to these various for-profit universities with degrees that honestly can't do anything, yeah. and now they're getting settlement checks for this. Really? Um, yeah, just came out yesterday. I think. <laughs> wow. Um, a lot of reforms coming in this new administration, but I think it was one of the biggest things is you can graduate from like, yeah, University of Phoenix. What's the other one? There's another one that used to crack me up, like DeVry, DeVry. University, and. Um, you come out with something that was less than an associate. So Trump was, University. Well, no, I'm not talking about Ivy League universities here. I'm talking about. <laughs> well, well, I, I guess this is part of the question: like, what is what is our society reward, and how does it reward it for your education? And I think you said earlier, Bosker, like acquiring a skill set yeah. is what allows you to have a valuable position in society from an employment perspective, and that's rewarded. Versus, you know. Fine, I, I majored in 13th century medieval history, but, but I can Google kind of anything on that. That's sometimes if I want. warranted. You know, I think one yes. of the issues is we but always how do you reward we, that person? We glorify STEM majors now in our society, and then like kind of um, look down oh, upon absolutely the liberal arts, the arts, and everything like that. But any society without art, without culture, without that kind of stuff is, you know, it'd be really boring freaking society. Well, it's a mirror. It's a mirror towards society. And you need that so yeah. that you can learn and, and not get to, you know, we need yourself. people to look back in our history to yeah. be able to reflect on that. I'm just talking about for 99% of the kids out there that, you know, end up getting through there, get a degree in these generic things, biology, you know, pre-med was a major, I think. at one Oh, point. wow. Yeah. What the hell's pre-med? It's nothing. It's organic chemistry and, you know, 
getting pre men was a major. No, it, it's kind of like a track, but you it have was a track, you, but have, a, you have degrees like, within it. Yeah, it it was. Yeah, you're right. It was a track, but even when that came like you'd either be a chemistry major, biology major. You have no idea what they're talking about, but you came out and then you have some cluelessness as to what the next step is. And I think it'd be nice for kids to have the next level education, that education be provided free. I don't think they have to pay 200 grand to come out with a biology degree. It just. I'm, I'm glad that we're all looking at this in a new light. And I think yeah. that through our generation, this will change greatly. It's kind of exciting. Um, I was thinking about because of Bosker's movies, there's a, uh, a movie called Rollerball that came out, I think, in the 80s or something like that. I haven't seen it. And this, this, I think this guy's doing like a crime investigation. He goes to like the library, right? The, the library talks to the librarian about doing some research and figuring out something. And the librarian's looking for whatever he's trying to source. And I think the librarian just says something like, I, I can't believe it. We, we've lost the 13th century. We don't have it. <laughs> and when I think about like centralizing the stuff into some like online repository, right. mm. who gets to decide what's on there and who doesn't? Good question. And and what level of revisionist? I mean, we're seeing a lot of this right now, right? Like yeah. what what actually was a a prejudicial institution? You know, what actually was a racist institution before? Right. And our why are we glorifying you know this or that or the other? And how can we correct all that? It'll, it'll be it'll be a good dialogue. Yeah, I mean, whoever would see that's another problem, right? That's what I worry about. Yeah, that's a major problem because then whoever is. The source of all, look, these are just people that have to do this, right? right. At the end of the day. And uh, I'll go ahead and say it as a conservative <laughs> if you have the Silicon <laughs> Valley people controlling the information that you learn, right? Then there's no other side to it. And if you have these people then banning, which is what they're doing now, uh, stuff like Parler, uh, you know. I'm sure they'll ban Trump's social media eventually. This podcast. This podcast. <laughs> then how are you supposed to have an honest conversation about it? You got Ben Shapiro going to college campuses and there's like, you can't, you can't speak here. Right. So and that's not fair because you have, and, and I agree, you could have the most far left person, go listen to him, make your own judgment. You could have the most far right person, go listen to him, make your own judgment. But to like say that's wrong Nothing's wrong. Nothing is wrong. So, but that's I, the beauty of college. You you touched on a be- like on a great point there. And I just wanted to clarify something I said about like this whole bringing people free education thing. Currently, with the college system that we have, you know, that's the idealistic point of college is to go in there as an eighteen year old, an undefined person, get away from your preconceived notions, and create your identity. Mm-hmm. Steer it up, steer <laughs> it up, <laughs> and you know. That gets marred with young kids that need a job afterwards mm. being hyper-focused on the STEM field. So all I was saying was by doing the Google thing, if you know someone who doesn't necessarily want a debt, who wants an opportunity, something that's, you know, longitude, no one can branch into multiple different sectors, but knows they're interested in this, having a free education there only wastes your time. If you're not interested in two years, bail. And you can always go back to college. Yeah. But – College then is still a privileged experience where you can take four years off and mm-hmm. do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. You know, get drunk at as many frat houses as you want and <laughs> sure. smoke as much weed as you want and For then sure. talk about politics and, you know, philosophy. Yeah, I think the problem is like there's no 
nowadays it's like you 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 said oh that you go there as an 18 year old undisturbed by everything else i think now with social media and everything yeah. else you're completely warped yeah. going in Absolutely. right kids are getting older younger exactly yeah, I like that yeah that's true and then you go in and uh you know i might be wrong but i think there's a preconceived notion going to some of these ivy leagues or something else that it's it's a little bit you know liberal skewed and so then you go in with this preconceived notion and then then you get into like this echo chamber and then you turn into a monster which i'm not saying that liberals are monsters <laughs> i feel like, like there, to are, point there it are plenty out. of conservatives in the ivy league schools oh yeah cuts both ways ways but they, what you're gonna say that there's there's more conservatives come on i feel on, like dog. your professors might be more liberal but i feel like yeah. kids coming in come from very wealthy families and yeah but the majority the kids coming about. in from very wealthy families i feel like are rebelling against it being like oh this is wrong we should give everyone yeah, for four years until they get their investment banker job and they're like what is uh what is taxes <laughs> yeah right once what am learn- i paying for <laughs> yeah once you learn i'm paying for him what'd they say Who i gotta ask that? now just take a beat from your podcast yeah. real quick you know we just went on a deep dive on you know politics and social theory and stuff like that where does it stack up to your other podcasts where where have we where are oh we sitting? man um this is uh, probably the most one of the deeper dives. One of the deeper dives, and uh, which probably one not- of the one of the mo- yeah. one of the better ones because I feel like we're all making some pretty good points, you know. And everyone's like, "I'm playing devil's advocate." You guys are talking about, you know, this romantic society where everyone is like, you know, walking. We around have to find something, bed. Adam. Come on, man. But uh, no, this is a great, great podcast as far as like the politics uh, vibe that's going on. I love. It. I'm just saying. I'm just curious. <laughs> I realized how deep we were getting for a second. Uh, yeah, I mean, where were we? I, I don't want it to end. Sean, I don't want it to end. It doesn't have to until the FBI says so. Until the vape pod <laughs> until is Until the SEC says, right. <laughs> you know, um, I did want to get into, um, so, Bosker. He's completely going 360 here. But Bosker came from Toledo, right? He would go to other places, probably not. A great dating scene in Toledo. Oh, we're getting into this. Okay. Yeah. Not probably not a great dating scene. And by the way, when you would go to other colleges, if yeah. you're trying to like hit on a chick, like yeah. what would you even say? Yeah. So you would uh so I had a girlfriend for uh a good bit of med school and then for a little bit I was single and uh Tinder had just come out. Yeah. And uh Tinder in Toledo. Tinder, yeah, hashtag Tinder. So Toledo. what you would do is you would like spoof your location. You're like, Yeah, yeah, sure, I live in New York. <laughs> Wait, you cool, would do that? Yeah, you try, yeah. So you'd you go out from Columbus or go to, from Toledo. You're but from you would New also York. go to like Columbus. Like yeah, you would try. Well, you would get like, you know, New York girls. And so I'd go to Columbus and you'd play on it. Yeah. And like in a 48-hour period, you're there. Yeah. The 47th hour is when you'd start matching and start talking to people. Yeah. And 47th like, oh, Great, where are you from? Like, oh, I'm from Toledo. When can you come back? And, you know, med school was tough. I was like, yeah, I'll be here back in like a month and a half. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, cool, cool block. Yeah, right. <laughs> Actually, that's really funny because Travis, <laughs> when my buddy Chris visited, he's got a great job as a marketing manager for a law firm. But to Travis, he didn't understand that. So like the girls we were going out with, he would like go up to him and be like, hey, meet my friend Chris. He- <laughs> he's a stockbroker in New York. <laughs> and Chris goes to me, he's like, why can't I have my normal job? <laughs> 
He's a stockbroker in New York. Well, not exactly. Like like to Travis, it's just like you're either in medicine or you're a stockbroker. Everyone else is a complete loser. Was it the episode of The Office where uh, someone tells Michael Scott in New York to tell him you're in finance? He goes up and he's like, "I'm a bank teller." I'm a bank teller. (laughs) I always tell girls you're in finance. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah. Okay. So you get, didn't do that, but then what's the difference between uh, Toledo and Chicago dating wise? Uh, <laughs> no um, comment. What's that? No comment. Every city has a wonderful selection of different people. Yeah. Different right. um, priorities. <laughs> different. Um, yeah, no comment. Okay, I would like to preface this with Bosker now has one of the coolest girlfriends ever, and uh, she's dope, dude. And uh, if you don't marry her, then you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> but I would like to say that uh, you knew her. You, that's not a dating app. You already knew her. Knew her. Knew her. Yeah. And then what? How did that all transpire? Because I don't think I've ever gotten the full story. It's actually a complicated history. Yeah. Um, how far does this podcast go? Is she gonna see this? Uh, she's she's tuned out. It's at forty eight minutes. Oh, okay, cool. She's tuned out. Cool, cool. She's tuned. Yeah, out. she lost it in the politics thing. I do this at home sometimes, and yeah. then she falls asleep. It's like a bedtime story. <laughs> so we're good. We're safe at least. At this point. I'll never fast forty. Then you pull out the Dungeons and Dragons thing and just start playing, <laughs> playing online. Like, right, then you watch Batman Dark Knight for the eighteenth time. I'm Batman. <laughs> First of all, it's a phenomenal movie. You can watch it eighteen times. It's got a lot of rewatchability. Yeah, I just watched it. It's also like I just watched three it and a half hours long. You think the movie's going to end? Psych, another bad guy. Psych, another bad guy. I mean, I just watched it and I was just like, well, I will say this. The one thing that I kind of didn't realize watching Batman, and we'll get back to your girlfriend, but Batman's more important, Sean. Batman's good. Batman and Batman Begins can basically fly. You yeah. remember that? Yeah. He could be like, he could just like take off. Yeah. What was that? Yeah, I don't know. Anywho. It was really cool. <laughs> it was really dope. I, yeah, I, I think it was like... I think it's really gliding. Well, no. what the, like I guess the way they explain it away is, okay, he goes down uh, to Morgan Freeman, who's the engineering guy. Right? Yeah. And Morgan Freeman's First like... First of all, solid casting. Solid mm-hmm. casting. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Morgan Freeman. Sir Michael Caine. Yeah. Sir Michael... Uh, uh, yeah. I think so. I think he was knighted. Yeah. Anyways, so he goes down to Morgan Freeman in the engineering room. And Morgan Freeman has this material that yeah. can shape to anything right. in air. And so I think that's how he would fly, just like briefly. Like he would just like take off for like but he's got a 15, grappling hook 20 or something, feet. And right? he's just falling. It's, yeah. It's, so then it's like, why do you need the grappling hook if you can just fly? Well, how are you going to get up to the top? It's the Buzz Lightyear thing. It's falling with style. Exactly. Yes. He's got to get to the top. That's more what and it then is. Then he can, no, and but he, like some... Did, you just watch Batman Begins? Yeah. Sometimes he would like grab a bad guy and then just <laughs> literally <laughs> repel off. Yeah. So, I thought it was all grappling hook technology. I also don't understand <laughs> grappling hooks, but they seem awesome. <laughs> grappling hook technology. <laughs> don't get Bosco started on carabiners. <laughs> so then you get through Batman Begins, by the way... Uh, uh, a cameo that I definitely didn't know was was part of Batman Begins is Joffrey from yeah. Game of Thrones is in Batman Begins. Yeah. He comes out on the ledge. Batman's repelling a building, and he was like, 
my friends won't believe me. And he just like flips him like a Batman, like <laughs> yes, yes. Nin- ninja right. star. Could have given him a hundred grand or 10 grand out of his pocket instead Show of him a growing star. Yeah. Thanks, kid. <laughs> anyway, so then you get to Stay in school. Then you get to Dark Knight and he's not flying anymore, except right. there is one scene where I'm like, do they even think this out when the Joker comes into the big party, right? He's like, Looking for um, Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent. Like, have you seen Harvey? <laughs> and uh, then he grabs uh, Ra- Maggie Gyllenhaal. Maggie Gyllenhaal. What's her name? Rachel. Rachel. Yeah. And uh, grabs her. Right. Yeah. Does the whole story. Thing. Yeah. He's like, she punches him in the face. Yeah. He's like, you got some fight in you. <laughs> yeah. I like that. <laughs> and then Batman says, you're going to love me. Yeah. And then punches him, right? And then he takes her. Yeah. Shoots out the window. Yeah. And Batman says, uh, let her go. And he's like, bad choice of words. <laughs> yep. And then lets her go. And then Batman dives, right? right. They're on like the 70th story of right. this place. Catches her in midair. Falls all the way down to a car, blasts into the car, and then just says, are you okay? Yeah. It's like, how did you just fall 70 stories in this case? I think I, I think he gets to a point where he's at probably like floor like 12, 11, 10, 9, and like kind of like deploys sort of oh, away. Oh, is that how you worked it, kind, it out it in kind your of mind? So, and then he's wearing that like reactive Kevlar. And yeah, goes but, into but terminal she, velocity. What about her? She's on him. Oh, okay. He's a giant like airbag. <laughs> A human airbag. There's probably an airbag built into the suit. That's Morgan Freeman right there. I just wish they would have explained that instead of just showing them crash into a taxi. <laughs> you just want a two-hour prelude to this movie that no, shows I just, everything I that just Batman wanted, can do. I just wanted them to keep the Batman Begins flying portion, right? You could have had the cape, like, literally, like, parachute you down <laughs> instead of... They're going full speed into attack. Yeah, but the cape's always on his hands, right? So he's always got to be like this. How's he going to grab her and go like But then how did they both live? I have absolutely... (laughs) (laughs) That taxi had some crumple zones. (laughs) I mean, the taxi's destroyed, by the way. Like, the taxi... They hit the taxi. The taxi's like... Like, Sopranos-style. Like, you went to the fucking thing and got it into, like, a a, slice of pizza. (laughs) Yeah, like a slice of pizza. And then he's just like... Are you okay? <laughs> to Maggie Gyllenhaal. And then we're all supposed to forget about uh, uh, who's the other actress that was in Batman Begins. Oh, um, Mary Tom Cruise. Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. Yeah. yeah. God, what a... Sorry, Maggie, but what a downgrade. What happened? <laughs> you go from Katie Holmes to Maggie Gyllenhaal. It's like, what in the world? I thought Kate and then Beckinsale everyone's talking about Maggie Gyllenhaal and Batman or, or in Dark Knight, like she's like the hottest thing. <laughs> They're like, oh wow, like oh, like the Joker, like he's like, you're beautiful. <laughs> it's like, yeah, is she? <laughs> her, her. <laughs> the Joker's insane though. He let it ride, <laughs> right. but then Harvey Dent like says, and I'm like, okay. Apparently, everyone in Gotham thinks that Maggie Gyllenhaal is like the best things is sliced bread i think she had i think she had the personality that's what like was the the big draw so you were, you watch batman you're the begins. guy that's she's got a great person i'm the personality so this guy. is the difference between me and bosker i watched batman begins this week i watched dark knight this week and then i was like looking for uh the one with bane and i'm like oh it's not here so i'm done <laughs> Bosker actually rented. He's like, that's it. I have to rent the one, the movie I've seen again. stopping like two out of three in. Like, I got to see how it ends. <laughs> Crash and, uh, the plane. Yeah. <laughs> now is not the time for panic, Doctor. 
your punishment must be more severe. Tom Hardy crushed that role. He did. So that so movie good. was actually shot in Pittsburgh, and it was yeah. shot like right after I finished college. And one of uh, mm, my was it shot in Pittsburgh? Yeah. Oh, no. oh, the third one because third, the other two were in Chicago. Shot in Chicago. Yeah. So the third one was shot. One of the pivotal scenes where Batman and Bane are fighting on that like root, like the jail house court thing, whatever was shot across from my old apartment building. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. And one of the girls who took over my buddy's apartment had like a big-ass camera, and she was like taking pictures of him, and Warner Brothers actually came up and knocked on the door, and they're like, like we, yeah. yeah, you gotta give us this picture. Really? <laughs> yeah, you saw tumblers all across, like the Batmobiles everywhere. Um, <laughs> they blocked off the whole thing. People got to be extras in Pittsburgh for the movie That's and stuff dope. like that. Yeah. Well, the whole thing with Batman, again, while I'm watching, and I'm like, how has no one figured out who Batman is? I was literally is? gonna say that. I'm like, who has access to military grade fucking tanks and and yeah. all of the equipment? It's like okay, well let's narrow it down to the billionaires. Yeah. it's like it's like <laughs> yeah. three, three possible of those. people. Yep, two are and old. One is young and athletic. Yeah, yep. yeah two are old, yep. and then one is Christian Bale. It's like yep. uh, oh, we I don't expect him because he out. got drunk one time <laughs> in public. Yeah, and they're all like, no, but Christian Bale doesn't talk like that. Yeah, <laughs> I like how I'm saying Christian Bale. Bruce Bruce Wayne doesn't talk like that. I'm really excited. He has that. a deep voice. It couldn't possibly. Is it be. a voice changer? Does he have to do that constantly when he he's Batman? To, <laughs> yeah, he has to just do it. Like you think at the end, his throat gets just so hoarse. Alfred T. <laughs> Alfred honey. T. Honey T. Earl Grey. Hot. <laughs> what were you gonna say? Um, I, I, I'm excited for the new Batman to come out. I didn't see the new Batman. What are you talking about? Yeah, There's a new one. Yeah, the one with uh, the guy from Twilight. Oh, I heard about what? this. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. it, it, it kind of like went into the the storage closet when COVID hit, but they're making a, an updated Batman. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it's the Riddler is the villain. Very cool. Jim which, Carrey bringing it back. We, 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 <laughs> right. Which I really like. And then uh, I believe, what's his name? Um, Tommy Lee Jones is Two-Face in that. Like, in a, they got like yeah. really good actors. And, and then Schwarzenegger shows up as Iceman. Was yeah. Iceman. Chill out. <laughs> Mr. Freeze. Mr. That was, yeah. that movie was terrible, though. Everybody chill. Everybody, yeah, it's like how many puns, dude? Seriously. <laughs> yeah, they had like a bunch of actors, and it just was terrible. But yeah, new Batman. Um, what, what, what's his name? I, I guess everybody who's listening to this knows Pattinson. the name of this guy. Yeah, Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. 2021, it says allegedly. Really? Yeah. I'm very can excited for Can we watch the trailer? Sure. I'll get it pulled up in a second. All right. And then we can react to the trailer. Very cool. Done and done. I did want to get back to yeah, where we how at? you met. I won't say her name, just for sure. privacy. Um, we met in college, dated when I went to med school, and then distance made it hard. She was in San Francisco. I was in uh, Toledo, still working at med school, so we ended up breaking up for a bit. Uh, a couple years went by, and uh, we reconnected at a wedding, uh, one of my friend's weddings. Oh, really? And then, yeah, just like kind of... Um, so how'd that go? The reconnection? Or the, yeah. Yeah, you know... You was, go up to her and be like, Yo, girl, what, I think what actually, we had was something special. No, it was actually pretty organic. You it was know, real. We were kind of just talking, and then like one thing led to another, and we were like, hey, do you want to like get coffee sometime? And she was still in San Francisco. Yeah. So that makes it a little more difficult. Oh, the I think, coffee like, play. Yeah, so it was <laughs> like, you know, she flew down, we went out for a little bit, and, uh, you know, one thing led to another, and... Um, now she lives here. Now she lives here. Was well, she lit- came in during COVID, you know, she was, still was in San Francisco, and she came down right before COVID hit for a week, and then four months later... I was like, oh, you're still with me. Dude, she replied in the hour 47 of the Tinder match. Yeah. <laughs> Just snuck in there at the end. We right. got it up here? I got it up here. Let's, let's watch the, uh, we're going to react to the uh, Batman trailer right now. What's going on here? A lot of Velcro. 
Okay, I'm in. I'm already in. So the scene we just saw was someone duct taping somebody to asphyxiation and then penciled in red, no more lies. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in, I'm in right? Already. I'm your secret friend. Yeah. When everybody, when anyone plays Batman, they just get jacked. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, Christian Bale in that, in I, I looked at his Batman training Begins routine. like ripped. Yeah. I looked at his training routine. It's unreal. Yeah. So, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. You doing, like, you, doing yeah. The, you doing the Batman training routine before I'm a, summer? I'm, I'm, I'm on the, 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 the Marky Mark training program right now. Uh, okay. I'm about to blow out all my joints and that'll go to Batman. <laughs> so, I, you know, Adam told you I watched a bunch of these movies. What he failed to mention was it was basically in one night. I <laughs> and so, at like two in the morning, I'm watching Bane and I'm just thinking to myself, yeah. We need to get I can get there. I can get there. <laughs> I, I can get there. I can get there. Give me a bang energy drink with that creatine in it. Where, where are the eggs at? Let's start out protein. Right here. You're becoming quite a celebrity. This is good. Why is he writing to you? Anybody else have chills right now? Yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm yeah. a big fan of the dark I'm, thing. Man. It's got a real serial killer vibe. Going yeah, on. I really like I'm it. Vengeance. I really like it. One of the wow. crazy things is I remember, uh, you know, the there was a shot of like a a fat old white guy in there. I think he's playing like penguin. He's playing. I think he's playing penguin. Penguin, right? Yeah, it's Colin Farrell. No, no yeah. way. Hold on, I'll, I'll check it. I'll check oh. it. What? Yeah. Wow. So apparently he showed up on set. Now everything's coming back. Showed up on set. It is Colin like, Farrell. Oh, isn't Colin Farrell in this movie? And he's standing right next to him. He's like talking to him. Yep, here we go. So Robert Pattinson, Batman, Zoe Kravitz, Catwoman, yeah. Paul Dano, her. Riddler, Colin Farrell, Penguin. And I mean, casting, oh, casting is always is the, amazing. That's, sick. that's good casting. He's the guy from There Will Be Blood. Remember yep. the guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's like, I take my straw. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. 
And then we got John Turturro, who I really like, as Carmine Falcone. That'll be <laughs> oh, great. Oh, is he Falcone? <laughs> That'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, right. really you excited for that. You don't fuck with the he's Jesus. A, he's Jesus from yeah, he's uh, yeah, fuck yeah. With Jesus. Nobody fuck with the Jesus. <laughs> March 4th, 2022. Yeah. A year. Yeah, he's a, year. a pedo, though, dude. <laughs> no, seriously, he's a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, no, no, not like like in the movie. Oh, I was going to say, that. I was like, we're like, no, no, John Goodman, cool. John Goodman, when he's like bowling, he's like, yeah, he's a pedo, dude. And he's like, no, seriously, he's a pedophile. He had, he had to announce himself to the neighborhood. <laughs> um, wow, that looked dope. Yeah, that was sick. I'm into that. I'm hey, into okay, that. so that can leave a, lead us into um, best movie ever, Oscar. Ooh, we, we've covered Batman. But I want I want the best movie ever, and I don't want you to say what the classic thing is to say. It depends on the genre. No, just no, tell no, me no, no, no. what the best movie no, ever no. is. So I'll give you a little history of like, you know, movies were like ritualized in my house. Wasn't allowed to have cable. We didn't have TV growing up. Uh, but movies, you could do whatever you wanted. Yeah. My dad was the only guy to ever invest in Laserdisc. And uh, I don't know if you remember Laserdisc. <laughs> I do. It's like this, yeah, it's like built-in intermission. They're the size of a record. He thought it was like the height of technology. He thought it was going to take off. There was one store in town. We were one of like three people in the nation to have it. I, I got a dad like that. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's at Radio Shack yeah. like twice, and, and, yeah. twice a month. Yeah, and by, exactly. And, and by the size of the record, he meant twice the size of a record. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, long story short, we had a slew of movies, like all the 80s hits, but we had Back to the Future. And that was like my favorite movie. Oh, ever. So, that is your favorite movie ever. I did. I you mean, it's, it, it, there. Hold, it holds a special spot. Yeah. Hello, McFly. How about you, Sean? Um, I, I will I will not, not report a tie, uh, but it, it's a tough one. I'm going to go with, I, I really like Alien. Ooh, really? Good I wow. really like Alien. It, does, it, 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 was, it was the archetypal sci-fi horror slash thriller with just awesome suspense. The way that movie was shot. I, I really like Alien. It's Ridley Scott. That's a Ridley good one. Scott. Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. I didn't even Aliens, think I think, was actually like better as far as like the production and the movie and like the story and that yeah. sort of thing. But the was it James Cameron or Ridley Scott? It's I think it's I think it's Ridley Scott. I think it's Ridley Scott. But uh, but Alien just for being the original gets yeah. that extra boost above it. Mine and is why we have this on the screen is The Departed. It's a phenomenal movie. It's a f- phenomenal movie. I mean, can we come talk on. though real quick? I mean, uh, it has no flaws. So. Let's talk about Scorsese. Let's talk for, about flaws. Let's, no, no, no. So let's talk about Scorsese just for a quick second. I saw Goodfellas when I was a kid, and that movie was unbelievable. Yeah, like the way it tells the story and the whole arc of like you're you feel like a mob boss. You feel like you're up and coming. You feel like you're like part of the mob family. You feel like yeah. you're about to be made, and then everything comes crashing down. Yeah, you sunk with that film. Yeah, The Departed. You feel like a double agent living this Boston life where you've been so ingrained in this. You feel like Leo. Mm-hmm. And then I watched, what was the new one that he came out with? Irishman. The Irishman. And the scene that killed me, first of all, it's three and a half hours long. But when Joe Pesci calls Robert De Niro kid, because Robert De Niro is supposed to be aged down to be like 25. Yeah. And he just looks like he's 70. <laughs> <laughs> like with like Photoshop. Yeah. But even then they didn't do a great job. Yeah. And I was like, I lo- you lost me. That lost Sawyer and Chris actually too. They were on their phones by like. Minute four. <laughs> I wanted to like it so badly, and I liked it. I'm not gonna lie, I liked it. It's not obviously not as good as Goodfellas, obviously not as good as The Departed, but I liked it. It was up for an Oscar. It was too. It was too long, but it wasn't the it was length. It was like some of the things were like 
they spent how much money? And there's like a stat on this. It's like a couple millions of dollars trying to de-age De Niro. Yeah. And it was terrible. Yeah, it's like at that point, shouldn't you just get a younger actor to play him? Right? I think they were just like feeling themselves in the technology. They're like, we can do it. Yeah. By the way, do you want me to crack this or no? Uh, I'm okay right now. Okay. Then I won't crack it. Don't crack it. Don't save, crack save it. Don't crack a lack it. Okay, so we have Back to the Future, Alien, and The Departed. I, I think, actually just watched The Departed. I think we need a weekend to watch all these movies. Ooh, love it. <sighs> Running back. For schnizzle, my nizzle. Okay, so, Bosker, what are your future plans? Ooh. Uh, so, finishing up Fellowship here. Got all of July off. You know, they're boards. I might have to take those. Nice. But really, just trying to be a vagabond for like two months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm moving to Austin, Texas. August? Uh, September. May, end of August, like beginning of September. I start okay. mid-September. Vagabond June to July then? Through July. July to August. Uh, oh, I thought you said June. No, June I still finish up fellowship. So uh, end, okay. end of June. Okay. And then July I'll be uh, off completely. Okay. And then and then Austin, August. Texas, dude. Austin, Texas. Fantastic. Can I visit? Absolutely. God's country. God's Sounds good. Country. Me, you, McConaughey. Gonna kill it down there. You and McConaughey, uh, that leads me to my next point, dude. So we both read, and, and you could possibly see him there. Because if you've read Green Lights, he likes to visit. Hopefully. Um, do you think, uh, speaking of politics, you know Matthew McConaughey is running for something. I didn't. Yeah, governor or something. I think he's trying to run for governor of Texas. Yeah. I think you he was support him. So oh, we, 100%. We, me and Bosker, uh, you read Green Lights? Yeah. We all read Green Lights, and... Uh, Bosker, if I'm not... Did you read Green Lights or did you listen to Green Lights? <laughs> or did you look at the cover? I read it. You read it? Yeah, I read it. Adam, so I had Adam McConaughey speak it to me. Yeah. Which is a different and visceral di- experience. Yeah. So. And and uh, if I'm not mistaken, did it change your life, as you said? And why is that? You know, he's got a bunch of pearls in there and he calls them Green Lights. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you hear his story and he's kind of like a free spirit and all that. But I run into this issue where, like, I get buyer's remorse, like, real quick. Like, I'll do something and be like, ooh, should I have done that? One thing I liked what he said was, uh, once I make a commitment, it's I just, that. that's it. I don't think about it again. And he does a bunch of those little things in there. And, you know, it's probably easy for a guy who, like, you know, is a multimillionaire actor to go ahead and, like, say stuff like that. But um took that to heart because, you know, I was a little bit conflicted about my move to Texas. Like, mm. was this the right place? Was this the right job? Things like that. And I said, what would McConaughey do? McConaughey would say, screw it. You Move forward. Signed. It's in the past. I'm going to Texas. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> and once you said you're committed to this podcast, you showed up. Showed up. Maybe, maybe that's changing uh, your life. Can we say something? I didn't just show up. I showed up on time. On which, the, uh, four minutes know, early. Four minutes early. Yeah. Counting. That's what I love about McConaughey. That was a whole chapter of once you say something, yeah. that's it. Exactly. And there's nothing you can do to get out of it. Exactly. He went to... Australia. Australia. Your words, your bond. Yeah. Yeah. He went there and uh, they wanted him to sign a year contract because mm-hmm. everyone like goes there thinking, oh, this is going to be like a fun time. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to go to Australia, you know, and uh, for, what was it? Study abroad or, or? It wasn't even study abroad. He was like, it was through the Rotary Club, right? Yeah. It was just Rotary like a Club. year long like exchange program. Yeah. In Australia. And so he was like, I won't do that, but I'll shake your hand. And yeah, he's like, he's I good. won't sign that paper, but I'll shake your hand. Yeah. You know, I I'll tried say. that in my contract negotiation. <laughs> <laughs> Did not go well. They're like, yeah, yeah, we'll t- totally take the handshake, but 
There's also repercussions. You need to sign. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Matthew didn't. He gave his handshake, and apparently, in in Matthew's world, that's that's my my handshake is as strong as oak. <laughs> and uh, he stayed in Australia, even though it sounded like a nightmare situation. Yeah. I know he like became vegetarian. He was not even vegetarian. What do you call a guy who eats lettuce and ketchup? Yeah, just lettuce and that is the lettuce and ketchup. Yeah. And the sat people the, were like fanatics. Sat in the that, bath like, reading William Faulkner. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I respect about him, man. I mean, I know that like going back to 48 Laws of Power and Matthew McConaughey, it's like once you your reputation is all you got, yeah. right? So yeah. once you say something, right. speaking up, do you want to apologize to Chris now? Because he's listening. What am I apologizing for? He's Not the only seeing one still him while he was here. <laughs> Turn around here, Chris. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I miss you, buddy. Yeah. I'll so come down to me and Chris on St. Patrick's Day went out and uh, texted Bosker, and he was like, "Ah, I got to take a nap." You know how you do on St. Patrick's Day. That's you guys right, napping bitch. on the St. Patrick's That's right, Day, bitch. I showed up for like an hour. <laughs> I disappeared into the night. <laughs> So then, uh, boss, like, let me take a nap. I'll hit you up later. Adam's forgetting to mention that never, I started work that morning at six thirty in the morning. Apparently, it was the longest nap ever. I started work at six thirty in the morning, came back, crashed for a little bit. Yeah, and then me and the girl had like birthday plans and stuff. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. So, like later in the night. Yeah, yeah. So we had to run around. Pop it. Well, to be honest, you didn't. You didn't say you were going to meet us out. So I guess you still. You stuck. My word your is word. my bond. You stuck to your word. Although after hearing how sick your night was, I yeah we was went to, uh, to all the out. Chicago listeners. We went to Flight Club, Dart Bar. You want any more? Uh, in a bit. Okay. We went to uh, Flight Club, which is a Dart Bar in uh, Chicago, and uh, it was dope. Yeah, yeah. The they, pictures looked great. Yeah, and they have a, a yeah. What happened to you that night, dude? You showed up to Bub City, Bub City, dude, and then you said. I'm going to go home, get changed. I'll meet you at get Flight Get some Club. work done. Yeah. What happened? Fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> right. Can we talk about, though, like out of how many bars and how many restaurants there are in Chicago? Yeah. I came up and I was so excited. Coming from Columbus, we have one street with like 10 bars and we hit every one of them up because, you know, it's 10 different bars, 10 different vibes right next to each other. I moved to Chicago, and you know I'm going out with Chris. I'm going out with you. We end up at the same three bars. I'm no, no, dude. I've been hitting up randoms. I've been hitting up random. Recently, bars. when we first met, it was always like, uh, well, yeah. the one Henry's. Ha- We'd always go to the basement of Henry's. Oh, well, come on, Henry's that's an amazing place. place. By the Rec way, room, Rec Room down there. Rec, Rec room, room is, is great. the best. Malls actually really wants to go. there. That's the only thing she's wanted to do since she's been in Chicago, Me too. and it's been shut. I down think we can. I think we can go uh, June. Well, yes. no, July for you. Perfect. For sure. We can definitely go July. Perfect. We also got to rent a boat for you. We got to rent a boat. Oh, yeah. um, Tom's allegedly on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> which means Adam has to do it. <laughs> yeah, which, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we got to rent a boat. We got to go there. Uh, you think, uh, I want to consult the doctors here. You think we'll be good by July? Yeah. I think so. Once. No masks? This is where we get. Oh, no masks? No, no, we'll be masked. We'll be by masked. July? Yeah. You'll, you'll still be masked. You'll be masked for Indiana's year. not doing masks. It's going to be state to state dependent, but like the most conservative state will do it probably one year after we effectively get herd immunity because there's still a population that won't get it. Yeah. Um, and so to prevent them, it's going to be about like herd population. mentality, though. Ooh. We're really close to that. <laughs> <laughs> that that That's kind of a foregone conclusion. For those that don't know, Donald Trump once referred to herd immunity as herd mentality. I and I, and herd I'm mentality. into it. <laughs> can, we go back, can we go back real quick? What was Kofefe? 
Oh no, no one knows. No one knows, yeah. right? So Donald what was he Trump trying to say Donald, Trump, Trump, say Donald Trump tweeted one time, Kofifi. And it became like <laughs> and a thing where never explained it. I think he was trying to Google coffee and somehow put it on his Twitter. <laughs> and so then ah. like the Republican Party like refused to acknowledge that he made a mistake. And they kept saying it was an inside thing that you're not privy to. <laughs> yeah, that's how he that's how he speaks to QAnon. Kofifi is a misspelling that Donald Trump used in a viral tweet when he was U.S. president. Six minutes after midnight. Wow, that's really late. May twenty-seven, twenty-seven-year-old yeah. man. Quote: Despite constant negative press, Kofifi. Period. End quote. <laughs> he deleted the tweet six hours later. What implied was the wording was intentional. <laughs> I never ever make a mistake. Wording was intentional. I've deleted it. <laughs> what? Yeah, Kofifi. <laughs> Can, 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 can we NFT that tweet? Yeah, that's I, what I want. Oh, he should have. Yes, he should. Imagine how much money he would have made if he NFT that tweet. <laughs> it's genius. Yeah. He would have made a mo- bunch of money. <laughs> oh, he still will. He can do it right now. No, he okay. deleted the tweet. Oh, yeah. There's, what there's, an so, idiot! So all we have are screenshots of the tweet. We don't have the he should have NFT. But isn't it? an NFT just a screenshot of the original? No, thing? no. Oh god. Oh, oh Bos- here we go. Oh, Bosker. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Get the hair ready. An NFT is Come an on, original dude. Bosker, okay? You can't just burn a painting like the and Mona then Lisa. say, hey, look at this picture. It's the same thing. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> what? Yeah. You, no. You have to have the original thing. No, you don't. Yes, the NFT you do. Is the, the NFT is a JPEG file or whatever file you but upload. But it's the original upload of it. But you can originally upload any different no, thing. No, that's not original anymore. You're, that's think, a copy. you're thinking Web 2.0. We're talking blockchain over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah come on, dude. You got to get on the ledger. Realize the value. Get it on the ledger. <laughs> so someone, so like NBA.com yeah. could issue an NFT because they own the rights to a certain highlight. So then they issue that highlight as an NFT. You know it's the original because it was captured on their camera. And then they say, once you buy this, everything else is a copy. Just like everything else is a print. So because everyone knows that was destroyed, because realistically, if he wanted to upload it, he could take, well, go on his Twitter and he could make a screenshot of that type to it again. it. Or he could just type <laughs> it again. Or he could just go find a picture of it. But since everyone knows it was deleted. No. Check this out. It's not the same. A, it's not the same he, as the original. He can't do it again. And no. how much more valuable would it have been if now that his Twitter's deleted? Oh, it would have been. Oh, it would have been my huge God. Because he, he can't, because no one else, he can't even approach that level it would have been off yet. the chain yeah tens of millions easily i, I well, say. Well, be real Twitter quick? CEO do you think his fan base knows twit yeah uh, twit 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 <laughs> hey kids i know what twitter is just just sold his first tweet for jack, look up oh, the value oh, jack dorsey yeah jack like dorsey two million or something yeah jack dorsey just sold his first tweet for something some amount of money let's 2. look at it million. 2.9 oh, million dollars you ever hear these numbers and like Lose touch. It's how much just, money is. It's completely absurd. Insane. Well, as, as Adam will tell anybody, it's all invented and it's all it's all make anyway. it's all make believe anyway. Yeah. I mean, that's why like I mean that kind of money is like I, I don't know what to do with it. I'm gonna buy an NFT. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just sitting around. Yeah. Just like girls who's getting lip injections and Botox like, How'd you get when there? they're twenty two. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you <laughs> Well, they're just like they have so much money, they're like, oh, I guess I'll just do this. Like there's nothing else. I'm like, well, what else am I going to do with it? I'm just going to inject shit in my face. Yeah. 
that's what girls are doing at the age of oh yeah by 22 bro <laughs> by 22 I, I, bro. I hear this is happening at a very early age by 22 they're, they're just trying to lock that in forever dana's yeah. not listening anymore dana got her lip injections and botox at 22 but she's got that horse money dude <sighs> she's got that horse money buy an nft horse money this guy. <laughs> keep, keep up with the Adam Spo pop culture. There's a uh, money and horse. Riding on a horse. Riding on a horse. Yeah. So they, uh, we, we, we she owns a, heart, a horse farm. Get down I wish she would come on. Um, but yeah, it's like at that point in time, it's like when you got that kind of money, it's like, let's just spend it. Let's just spend it. Right. On Botox or NFTs. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> well, I talked to uh, Samir's girlfriend. Yeah. Wife? Wife. Wife. Uh, when we were out St. Patrick's Day. And she said 22 was too early. Yeah, she's... Uh, she, she's in it. She's, a she's in it. She's surgeon. good. Yeah. All the... Does she do aesthetics? She said yeah, 28. Yeah, she does aesthetics she down at... Uh, it was like a... I think she moved down to the loop now. Uh, but... Last I checked, like all the attendings got their Botox from her and stuff. I didn't yeah. know anything about it, but I was like, I do Botox in my clinic here, but for like migraines, and I'm always like, okay, cool, we're gonna hit the migraine spots up. We hope it looks good. But there's like a science to like the aesthetic thing of it. She was like, oh, I don't do too much here. I do a little bit more down here. Yeah, all that, and I'm just. Doing oh, it. I hope there's a science to it. it so you know, like, but it's like it seemed to be like it's a like way more precise yeah. than like I do for migraine headaches. Like I do it for to get rid of a headache, but my. Goal is not for the aesthetics. Wait, when you, you you've gotten Botox? No, I do Botox. Oh, okay, okay. But um, for headaches, yeah, like would you looking for the Botox? aesthetics to get Botox? Yeah, yeah, I don't care. Like, why would <laughs> he's I, already like, got a girlfriend? Yeah, what do I need? I became <laughs> single again, and I was unfortunate. It's yeah, you see a hundred thousand dollar plastic <laughs> surgery makeover. <laughs> it's interesting. You can uh, you can actually. So I, th- I think I don't know who it's limited to. I think NP nurses NPs. No, estheticians, but I, I so like I could sign up to do a class for like seventeen hundred bucks, get a certification from God knows what, yeah. and then start doing Botox. Out but of that's my, my point is just, they're so precise though. Yeah, like the level so, of intricacy. Not it's it's like a whole. I mean, it is its own field, but like it's way more precise than I gave it. I'll get a flute too. Um. Oh God, dude. Well, dude, it's it's the Vov Click it, or the Vuv Click it as uh, who's that girl? Hannah, yeah. Hannah is probably like freaking out right now. So I, you know, I bought two bottles of Vuv Click It. I thought like people would be excited. Apparently, I'm the only one excited <laughs> no, about that's it. That's it. I'm ready. I had to get my, I had to get my flute. Okay. Um, We're such tools. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, bro! Why don't you pour it a little faster? That's the crystal react with, <laughs> with, with the Vuv. Yeah. So she said 22 is a little too early to start getting it. Yeah. To which what, Dana, Botox Dana, or fillers? Well, don't both. And uh, to which Dana would say, you got to start early to maintain. You lock it in. And I agree. Yeah, I guess then you don't get wrinkles, maybe? I don't know. I don't know how it works. Do you know how long those last? It's about three to four months. Really? Mm-hmm. Lip injections or Botox? Uh, just Botox. I'm not familiar with lip injections, but I know you have to repeat them. I th- or a couple times shot, a year. Yeah, a couple, couple times a year. And why did they do this? Because Kim Kardashian like, what's, came what's out. The, like, like, what's the... Gold? You know, it's not fair that we're guys because, like, the Matthew McConaughey rugged look is just like, dude, even Jack Nicholson. I'm <laughs> this not gonna guy's lie, killing it. Jack Nicholson, even like, maybe not now because he's so old, but like, departed days. I mean, you know, 
losing his hair, yeah. but just so cool and wrinkled up. Yeah. Just so cool that I you're think like, if you own it. Yeah. You're just like, wow, that guy's cool. Like <laughs> he's at the court side of the Lakers game. I've, I bet you that part in Departed wasn't hard to, wasn't hard to act because it's basically who he is. You go, you watch a Lakers game court side. Yeah. He's there with like a young mom. Yeah. The whole monologue about the rat yeah. and everything like that. He did it like three days prior talking about something yeah. else on the They're like, we'll, we'll just add that in. Yeah. No, I, I think he should. I love that scene. Yeah. It was he's like, Frank, you don't need the money. I haven't needed the money <laughs> in years, to be honest. And he's burning the paper. Yeah. I haven't needed the pussy either, <laughs> but I like it. <laughs> I have this. That's, rat, that's, the scene. that's the thing, yeah. Oh, my God. Such a good. But, but, like, it's not fair that guys get to have this rugged look of, like, wow, he's weathered. What a cool look. Yeah. <laughs> and girls just can't have it. It's yeah. not fair. Dude. And that, weather, that, like, leather look yeah, comes from good. years of smoking yeah. and alcohol use and everything the lack of sunscreen yeah exactly and all of it. And they're it just lucky good. that we say now that it looks good yeah it's, it's not society, do, you, dude. do you think that'll ever change i think a lot of things are changing now i think you're seeing uh not as conf- much conformity with like looks and general appearances and preconceived notions of all that really so. i feel like it's gone the opposite way I'm just trying to be PC. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to be PC. I feel like it's like you got to like now that with like social media and the photoshopping and everything else, everyone's like, I got to look like that in real yeah, life. Yeah, but no too. one cares. There was actually someone that came out the other day. It was like a, you know, a 25 year old Japanese girl influencer who had something like 200,000 followers was caught in a reflection to actually be a 50 year old Japanese man. And was doing a face thing. Google it, yeah. See, uh, no, no, this is this is this is where I agree with Adam. I think we're all just entering the matrix slowly, yeah. and we're all just going to be like Ready Player One matrix versions of ourselves. Oh, that would be that would be really I think sad. So, yeah, if, it like, was on uh, it was on Reddit the other day. Fifty-year-old guy. That would be sad if you were dating someone in the virtual reality, and then realized like years later that they were just a dude. Somewhere. Here's here's an article from Vice. Oh wow. Yeah, here it is. Look at that side by side. Wow. Yeah. How did he do that? Quote, it's just like face changing things. Flashing he a got youthful grin. Because of the reflection in his bike, I think. Someone was like, that's a dude. Wow. How did he do that? <laughs> and how weird do you have to be to have an account like this? Yeah, this but if he's got strange. a bunch of followers, like, that's money. I always thought, like, it's just popularity, but why takes is, however much money to wh- like, have followers. To well, well here's, here, here's my question Is this somebody who doesn't identify in his own body and he identifies as a young female woman can't speak to all or is this his like it's 2021 adam come on grow up (laughs) cannot speak to all or is he just like i'm just gonna catfish folk (laughs) i'm gonna catfish folk. i think regardless of what his underlying beliefs are um he was making a bank promote like being this thing yeah he had like a ton of followers and uh use his face app oh face back (laughs) <laughs> remember oh, that from the other guys face back oh yeah you take a picture yeah, yeah, of the yeah, back yeah. of someone's head and it tells you what the front of their face <laughs> looks like <laughs> face back underrated movie so good are you gonna change sheila <laughs> <laughs> don't tony she looks terrible <laughs> oh my god that's insane right? this, is, this is yeah there's the reflection look at that and clearly clearly a different person 
What in the Holy wild Japanese man with glasses on taking this picture. This is wild. And look, it looks like so sort real. pretty real. Yeah. It looks very real. You gotta be yeah, careful. It's really scary. You gotta be. You gotta now they're be. getting really good at it. That's they, what I'm talking about, dude. They, they again. <laughs> You go to New Orleans, you don't know who's a chick, who's a guy. See, you let <laughs> you, you roll this technology out to Google's education platform. We're not going to know who's who, Bosker. It's true. You see that one with Tom Cruise? It looks like Tom Cruise. Oh, you mean when he plays the like fat guy? No, when he's <laughs> Oh, when he's I saw that. Yeah, the yeah they're talking and it's like some other dude. That That's kind of scary because then you could use that as like a weapon more, more or less. Oh, right? it's, it's, you, it's being done. It's giving more and more credence to your tagline of uh, fake news. Yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ. All right. Yeah. You guys want to start rapping? What do you want to rap on? Well, I want to do one more thing before we do Taylor. So we're going to okay. react to Taylor Swift's love. I got pulled up. Um, but I did want to talk about, because I was, I was going to go into this, but we never got there, about how Matthew McConaughey moved into his normal house back in Austin. Yeah. And I just thought that was so cool when he did that in Green Lights. Like, yeah. Because like, even if you have the money, it's it's cool to do that. Right. And so then I, I was going to work that into like, even if I had NBA money and then I was going to work that into the NBA trade deadline. But I do want to talk about, because this is more general, those who have sticked around, we're talking sports. <laughs> we're back to sports. <laughs> um, but, but I think you guys can comment on this because, so the NBA trade deadline just happened. All these guys moving, right? Yeah. I heard every Gary in the league got traded. <laughs> 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 That's hilarious. Um, but really think about that, man. You get traded, right? Yeah. Imagine if our jobs jobs could trade us. Like, it's got to be tough for these guys. Like, these guys have wives. They have kids in school. Yeah. And you got to just uproot everything and go to, you know, in the Chicago Bulls case, you know, they send Wendell Carter to Orlando. You know, he doesn't have a wife and kid, but Nikola Vucevic comes to Chicago. He's got to uproot everything and Pull come here. Yeah, but coming like, to Chicago is cool. I always feel bad for the guys who get traded up and rooted to, like, Buffalo. It's like, sweet. You're in Whoa, Buffalo Whoa, dude, you're talking to a Buffalo. Oh, boy. hey, I was, I was born. I was born in Buffalo, man. I feel you. All right. But, uh, just want to make sure. <laughs> make sure. <laughs> but, no, but seriously, like. We can talk about your And, and a little bit of the butterfly effect, because if you get traded somewhere else, right, some people are going to react differently to that. Mm-hmm. We like to think everything works on the personality of the person on their character. I think if you trade someone to a random city, his life may go completely downhill. Oh yeah. Versus if you traded him to another city, his he might be glorious. In Who the are you future. talking about? Are you talking about like an NBA player, an NFL player? Are you talking about like a general public person? Because there's I'm, two no, no, things. I'm talking. Well, the general public doesn't get traded, right? But yeah. I'm talking about an NBA NFL player, right? But if we would get traded, it's the same thing. Like, well, the only thing I'll say is you're in Cleveland now. Well, like, it's like well, I didn't want to go to Cleveland. Like, if, if you walked in, you go, "Yeah, my firm sent me somewhere else." Like, yeah, I, I leave in a week. I guess that does happen with some jobs, actually. But just the NBA player thing. I mean, and you correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like they're there during the season and like a little bit of preseason, but they train like somewhere else. And they all like live in Miami, but during the season, they're so busy like <sighs> practicing and traveling that. Doesn't really matter. I guess they're busy. Maybe I'm talking more of the culture. The right? family thing's tough. The family thing's tough, but then the well, it affects the families. It definitely right. Right. Some kid is in school. Right. Then you gotta move to Detroit. And now you're in a new school. And now Living you got, like the life now you got no friends. New people. Yeah. yeah. It's and and then the people there, because I, I imagine the folks that are in these schools, the kids, 
they're they're meeting people who are probably also in schools that are getting rotated through because maybe some other athlete was trade that area. So they kind of just like know each other in passing. Wonder at what point they clicks and they're just like, are these people friends or like are we not not going to go to high school together? Like how's that going to go? Yeah. Or do it's they fucking say fucking brutal? We're going to be posted in Miami and like, yeah, hell, because really like the families of these folks. I mean they they're not traveling with the team all year long. No. Not at all. Not a chance. So I wonder. I mean, I'm not. Or do they just all live in Miami and they go, okay, like when you're off, fly I just wonder Miami. how many families actually like live in Los Angeles or Miami. And right. then there's, you know, the players out there. In, Has to go back to Cleveland. Yeah, like not Cleveland. make any sense. Oh, he's there for the season. And he comes out in the off season. And it's like, oh, hey, daddy's home for like the summer. I guess I don't know the details. I don't know. For the, us, if we had to get up and traded, like, oh, that I feel like we do that a little bit. A little bit with, yeah. You know, with medicine, you get a match and you're like, cool, I'd really love to end up in New York. Psych, I'm in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to match. Psych. First choice. <laughs> it was my first choice. So I have one story. My buddy actually, um, damn, my buddy actually uh, applied ER and um, out from Toledo, really hated Toledo, ended up matching ER, which was com- really competitive, out in um Akron, Ohio. Okay. Okay. And he was pretty bummed about it at match. You know, we're all stoked. We matched. I matched in Chicago. Chris matched in Chicago. Mm-hmm. One of my buddies matched in Akron. So his actual life plan was to play the lottery and win. And so he's like playing the lottery, playing the lottery. Obviously he's not winning. It's quite the plan. But eventually, halfway through his like first year, the residency program, for whatever reason, the hospital had issues, got shut down. Yeah. Wow. So the residency program canceled. So anyone from the outside is like, oh, man, that really sucks. Like your residency program can't. Actually, he won the lottery oh, because he's funded through whatever governmental body funds residents. So no program has to pay for him. So every program is willing to take on extra labor. So wow. any program in the Whoa. nation was like, hey. Where'd he go? Miami. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still there. That's, and, you know, that's really interesting. Yeah, it was, you know, great guy. Really lucky. But we joke. I mean, this you know, this motherfucker tried to play he the lottery won and he the lottery. actually won the lottery. I actually, th- that's funny you say that because in third grade, everyone went around the room. It's like, what do you want to, like, what's your goal in life? And my, my buddy, Joseph Fisher, literally, he was like, win the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> that's my goal. That was his life plan. And it still is. He plays every week. <laughs> win the lottery. <laughs> but yeah, he basically did win, win the lottery. lottery. I remember one program told him, it's like, look. You know, your stats are good, but they're not nearly as competitive as the applicants we normally take. But you're funded. So, yeah. So, <laughs> if you want, well. come on down. Yeah, that's nice. That's really unique. Right? That's really cool. Does he like, has he become religious since then? No. Or was he already? I yeah. like how I'm just assuming he wasn't religious. You know what? He's a big sports fan. When we do a Miami episode, if we ever do one, I'll come down. I'll oh, introduce that's you guys. We'll get him we on the story mics. We up got again. four mics. Yeah, so Lombardo, if you're seeing this, uh, for you. <laughs> when you see this. Yeah, when you <laughs> see this. This will be a clip. Uh, no, but the, the butterfly effect is interesting, and it's kind of like what it makes you realize, like, what aspects of your life are you acting on now? Like, what decision do I make to, like, oh, walk into a bar, get a haircut today, yeah. go to a dentist appointment, whatever it happens to be, and, like, who you meet in that moment and what comes out of that. It's, it's really powerful. Yeah, I don't like to think about it too much. because It can be it crippling if you start thinking Yeah, it's kind of freaky. Right? It's it like, oh, freaky. every decision I make has consequences. And so... Uh, or none. And that, that's what's crazy. It's like, yeah. it's, it's a massive decision or a meaningless decision, but you don't know. You have no idea. At the same time. Yeah. It's you both at the same time. You just know in retrospect. It's, just, it's yeah. both at the same time. Wow, wild. Well, I didn't talk a lot of, about a lot of stuff but I think we're we're good. I think I think there's a great cast. I loved it, man. Thanks for having me on. No Beautiful problem. Stuff.
But before you go, yeah. we're going to react to Taylor Swift's Love it. Lava. Because, and and I want to react to this just because I didn't want to put Bosker in the uncomfortable position of, of talking about an extreme gangster rap. I'd only do that to Chris, Sean. <laughs> so I want to talk about a little bit of Taylor Swift because after our last podcast, we were talking T-Swift. You yeah. like T-Swift? I love T-Swift. And so then, since then, I've been listening to her in the gym. I know. It's a weird gym vibe. Yeah, is that a It's a weird gym mix? vibe. But I actually like switching it up because, like, you you get into too much of a rhythm with the rap, yeah. right? Yeah. When you break it up, it's like what sometimes I listen to classical in the gym. Yeah. Just to oh, break it up. I've been Vivaldi? listening to EDM and I feel kinda like Vanille just listening to like, you know, the same song. Little Vivaldi. I've been listening to uh Purple Disco Machine. And what is they're that? amazing. We'll Purple play one disc? after. We'll play one after yeah, just because yeah, yeah. of the copyright and everything. You ready to go? Yes. But Lover. before we go, I forgot to get another a, a go out song so we'll just do a Rio Peterson I'll choose a random song right. this is Lover by Taylor Swift Bosker have you ever heard this song? no fantastic I took the Christmas tree down yesterday. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, clean Mike. Bosker just took his Christmas tree down, everyone. <laughs> so not January. Are you the lover? <laughs> you can't. There's so nowhere not to January. throw it out. We can leave the Christmas lights up till March. This is our place. <laughs> is January a long time? I mean, you've got like the holiday and then the extra holiday and everything. It's a little long. It's a little long. <laughs> it's a little it's place. A little long. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> Damn. I really like the music video. It's <laughs> oh, really yeah. good. Local. They're playing house. It's really good. Love Dude, can you not see me getting hyped in a gym to this, dude? It's a little slow, but I can see you building. Yeah, I can like see you like this. And the freeway. <laughs> wait. Some guy's waiting for the machine. He's like, "Are you kidding?" Yeah, I'm, I'm actually singing out loud. This guy's like, "What is this?" Playing been doing. There's been sound alarms going off. All right, dirty mic. <laughs> I want them all. Can 
So now they're they're like making up. They have a little fight. Yeah. Some girls what do you think of the video, them. dude? Like the different sections of the house. So I was just going off on like a little mental thing, and uh, I don't know. You remember like back in the day when the MTV actually used to show music videos? And yeah. That's like a common thing people say. Yeah. But this is like so much work got put. Oh, into oh my god! Like the themes behind it, the different colors, the, the spaghetti, and everything. It's everywhere, right? And so, who sees this besides us, like Googling this? Or just everyone YouTubing this? Now, is that how well, I mean, there's a. Seen? Well, I, I, I believe Taylor has a fan base. <laughs> she right. popular, is she? No, no, she's super popular. But, no, but like, our, I get all of our music from Spotify. Like, people yeah. are actually just like watching music videos now. So, yeah. this, this video, 151 million views. I take back everything I said. <laughs> Unreal. I'm clearly an idiot. Those are Sunday continue. punch numbers. But I'm, I'm, gonna be, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I always appreciate the amount of work that goes in, even Insane even with Throat Baby by BRS Cash. That took a lot well, of work. Well, the transitions were pretty excellent in that video. Yeah. So let me give you a preface. Adam comes over, you know, we used to do like movie night and whatever, and then we would just kind of hang out and it would be him putting on a bunch of music videos. At oh, yeah. He's good at that. 30 or one. And then it's uh, Throat Baby and you're just watching this like, what the <laughs> Yeah. I would never, ever make Taylor Swift a Throat Baby, by the way. Taylor. She's dating a guy that looks exactly like me. I'm just saying. Maybe she'll watch it. You never know. I mean, we're doing a reaction video. She might be uh Hey, knowing Taylor, dude, she used to have her dad calling up concert venues and being like, hey, when they're waiting in line, like you need to have a porta potty here or there. She's always trying to get the best musical experience for all of her fans. Like to that detail. Like wow. you need to have a porta potty here, there, blah, 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 so that when people have to go to the bathroom after watching Taylor, they can get it done quick and get back to the show. That's really cool. Yeah. Thank Dirty Mike. Thank you, Taylor. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, is Taylor doing Botox? I kind of don't want to know. I don't want to know either. Right. I just think she's an angel. Dirty Mike. So this is the point where Adam's like, add more weight. 
<laughs> Add I'm more so weight. Confused. I'm like, keep going. <laughs> how are you lifting to this? But oh, come on, dude. No, no, no. I'm getting hyped. I'm getting hyped. But it's like so. <laughs> and then forever. <laughs> Taylor, Taylor, take He's it over. to your music. <laughs> oh, we're right here. A baby. And then they had a kid. Dude, that's what I want. When I watch videos like this, I'm like, I'm sold on the family experience. <laughs> as long as we play house and. Uh, but you know what it is? You know what it is? I'm too committed to the podcast, Sean. It's I'm your too, wife. Uh, it's my wife. The podcast is my wife. The podcast this is, a great is my experience, girlfriend. Man. This is a lot more professional hey. than I gave her credit. <laughs> anyway, I think that's good. Boskini. That's good. Sean, we good? That was great. An hour 42. A nice quick hour 42. Thank you, everyone. Peace. Thanks, guys.